0: Hey everybody, happy Valentine's day. Welcome back to the podcast daily. Yeah, that's right. What did you get me, Bill?
1: (laughs) Some safety talk.
0: Oh, some safety talk. (laughs) Wonderful. That's exactly what I wanted. Our position previews are rolling right along and we're going to, uh, you know, send out some hearts and maybe some not so nice cards to the safeties. as We talk about what happened last year for that unit and project it forward inside, uh, we three weeks, I guess, three weeks officially away from the start of spring practice. Yep. Uh, so he's Bill Landis. I'm Austin Ward. And the Ohio State safeties. Uh, I'm told that it's a safety-driven defense, Bill. Not sure that that was the ideal outcome for them as the season went on last year. No,
1: uh, for, for part of the year, I thought it was pretty good. Um, for maybe like the like a lot of things with Ohio state season, like the first half of the year, things look good. The second half of the year, you kept asking yourself what's going on. Um, and that happens certainly with the safeties. And and unfortunately for that position group on, on the two biggest stages they played, they they had some monumental letdowns. So um, I'm, I'm willing to chalk that up to the the fact that the safeties are asked to do so much in this defense, that that it probably was a little complicated and I'm sure all those guys had a lot on their plate and maybe even became more complex as the season went on as Teams had more film on them and they had to adjust and Jim Nols put news, new stuff in, I'm, I'm assuming. So, um, it is, it is a position that, like, I know we, we make fun of it, the, the safety driven thing, but, but it is true. And, and they are asked to do a whole lot within this defense. And it would make sense to me if it took more than a year for those guys to get comfortable. Um, I guess the, the other side of that is. They don't have many of those guys like returning. They have basically one guy who played a, a starter reps returning this year. So I don't know if that resets things, and now all these guys who are going to step up now have to sort of go through the same growing pains, or if they were able to sort of gain that knowledge on on the back end when we weren't watching them, so that they can hit the ground
0: running uh, this fall. It's kind of a a hard position to project, right, or a difficult conversation to have. I don't I don't know if either of that truly makes sense because we're talking about. Six or seven guys that we know can play and could potentially play um, prominent roles for Ohio State. They also lost two starters who played a huge volume of snaps. Um, and I've said this a bunch of times, I'm not even sure which position best suits Lathan Ransom's skill set as the lone returning starter for that group. Like it's a it's a hard sort of group to you know see how do the pieces best fit. And will they be able to replace some of that veteran experience? How well will they play? Do they just need a second year in the system? Like there's a lot of different paths that you could go down with the safety group. I do think they have more than enough talent to be very good and they will have more familiarity with what Jim Knowles and Perry Eliano want to do with that group. But then the rest is sort of like, I'm not entirely sure how it looks.
1: I I got the sense from Jim Knowles that, that that unknown almost made him more excited. Like, I I think the fact that you have, for instance, a Jihad Carter who can play multiple spots, and Lathan Ransom who, to your point, I, th- I think, can certainly play multiple spots and maybe hasn't quite found that home just yet. Like, Sonny Styles is a unicorn. he can probably put him anywhere. Um, and even maybe, like, Cameron Martinez can move around too. Court Williams, if he's healthy, certainly. Josh Proctor can probably play either of those deep safety spots. So the fact that there's some interchangeability there, I, th- I think this spring can just be... Jim Knowles and Perry Iliano just like having some fun with it and, and <laughs> sort of tossing groups out there almost randomly and, and kind of seeing what sticks and that might lead to as as we watch practice throughout the spring us going like well what's going on here like these are three different guys playing three different positions from the, from the last time we <laughs> we saw this group out there um, but I think that's okay I, I think that this is the time of the year that you want to go through those things um, I I understand why that might create a little bit of nervousness maybe among the fan base if there is any i I, I said i don't i don't sense a a whole lot but um you probably would want more known commodities at that position because it is so important but if you look at the sort of individual traits of all the guys that could start there it's a position group that i'm like oddly excited about even though they don't have a ton of returning experience
0: i thought i get a kick out of I didn't ask for Jim Knowles to put a percentage on it. Like we've joked before how much of the defense is installed and all that stuff. I just sort of, I was trying to get an opportunity for him to talk about maybe that they could experiment. And I did the same thing with Perry Eliano with, you know, do you, are you sure that all these guys are in that exact spot? How confident are you that you know exactly which safety you want at which spot, or is there an element of spring that's for experimentation? And Jim Knowles was oddly specific. And he said, he's got to get ready guys ready to play in August and September. So 75% of their time needs to be devoted to this is your best spot and you need to be familiar with it and playing it uh, consistently and getting so that you can play it at a high level. And they said, but then there's also 25% where you can experiment and we can have fun and, you know, try and find out if, if one guy may be better in another spot. And I don't know if that's exactly how it will work with three days of business per se. And one, of pleasure, but you know, I I do get a sense that Ohio State has a better idea of how they're going to line up than maybe I do on the outside, which is expected. That's how it should be. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I'm curious where that sort of confidence comes from because if you're you don't really know what a Josh Proctor or Sonny Styles potential position battle how that's going to look or how that's going to play mm-hmm. out or Kai Stokes or you know, with Lathan Ransom or even Jihad Carter and Cameron Martinez, like not that's not to mention Court Williams and whatever goes from there, even though he's going to be banged up uh, and probably not participating a ton until the summer. So like to me, it seems like you would want more experimentation in the spring and then I would understand why they would, but that they don't that wasn't necessarily the vibe I got from Knowles or Eliano.
1: Jim Knowles plays fast and loose with, with percentages, so I, I don't I don't know uh, how yeah. much maybe we should read into that. As, asking him last year, how much of the playbook is in? Like one week it was like ninety percent, and the next week it was like seventy five percent. Like which one is it, guy? So uh, I think I think that was him mostly leaving the door open for experimentation, and after the fact he can adjust the numbers accordingly to whatever those percentages. Uh, I end up, I end up playing out as. But I, how I, do they I, teach
0: I, math in Philadelphia? Man, listen. I don't,
1: I listen uh, as as a uh, as a product of a Philadelphia Catholic High School, I can tell you that you know, math, the math and science there isn't great. Uh, that's what's the reason. There's a reason I'm a journalist <laughs> and not a scientist. Um, but uh, Jim Jim Knowles is a sharp guy. but he's he's an Ivy League educated gentleman, unlike myself. So we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, I I just have a I have a hard time. Seeing they they're not being just a, a lot of moving parts in the spring. Like why why would you limit yourself? You don't you don't have to, and it's not like he's installing Jim Nose is installing the scheme for the first time this year. Like it's in. I'm sure he has stuff he wants to continue to add. He, he basically said like that the entire defense is not in. They were still limited in what they could do last year, and they want to take steps towards being able to do more. But I'd imagine last year was all installations, like all learning the terminology, learning a brand new defense. If you can back away from that a little bit and just sort of play around with the personnel and and figure out almost like an offensive line, like who who gels with who, what's the chemistry like. And then maybe down the road too, you probably focus more on like matchup stuff, like opponent-specific matchup stuff. You don't have to get into that so much right now, but just see who plays well together and who's a natural at which spot. And they have guys, there's probably three, there's two guys in the room I think could play any of the three spots, and Jihad Carter and Lathan Ransom, and then I think like Kai Stokes might might be even be a guy who could play all three spots, and then like Josh Proctor can play two. I think Court could probably maybe play two. Um, Cameron Martinez, Sonny, like all these guys have have the ability to play more than just the one position that we would assume they were in. So I, I would hope anyway that Ohio State would embrace that and just sort of uh, be a little creative with it in the spring.
0: Yeah, even Josh Proctor briefly had a period of time where Ohio State was like, "Do you think?" You could play corner. Do you want to play corner? (laughs) Um, So, like, I don't know how that would look. I do know how I've said it many, many times, especially now that he's going into year six, how freakishly athletic he is. Um, I think that if they wanted him to play and create matchups in the nickel, he could do that too. But part of the issue with getting the most out of Josh Proctor was always been like – Understanding the playbook and the mental side, and then the maturity and all that stuff uh, that goes into playing the position, and um, I think it also, if anybody uh, was concerned still about the Fiesta Bowl slip, maybe they watched the Super Bowl and saw that <laughs> that field is an absolute joke, and that maybe it makes more sense. Uh, and it's nothing against Josh Proctor, anyway. The point is, like, I think you could even put him in the, realistically in that conversation. Like, they've thought that his skill set would allow for some unique stuff out there, but that's a long-winded way of saying what do you think is the best way for this to go bill
1: yeah i don't know um i i, I almost feel like it should be like matchup driven to a certain extent like say you're you're playing a team where they don't have a dynamic slot receiver, but they play a big tight end in the slot. And it's like, okay, well, maybe that's Josh, that's the game that Josh Proctor can kind of play in that role as opposed to playing back a little bit. Or if it is more of a speedy, traditional slot receiver, maybe that's Cameron this kind of game. I, I, and it's almost like NFL-ish, I suppose, when you when you start to play the matchups that way. And, and Ohio State has done that a little bit, right? They did it with Sonny Styles um, against yeah. Arnold Washington in, in uh, the uh, Cotton Bowl. I wanted to say Fiesta Bowl, sorry. Cotton Bowl. Or no, the Peach Bowl.
0: It was the Peach Bowl. As the, a Peach Bowl. Fact.
1: the Peach Bowl. The Peach Bowl. The Peach Bowl. So I think you can get in, in, the into name's some of bad. that. Yeah, the names—they're all the same. Um, I, I think you could get into to some of that. Um, I guess the, the one thing that I feel pretty strongly is that like Sonny Styles is going to be on the field in some capacity, and Lathan Ransom is going to be on the field in some capacity, and then everyone else just kind of revolves around them. and, and mm-hmm. But I don't know, because because those guys are so versatile, them being on the field does not mean in the field on the same spot every single play, and that provides you some flexibility as yeah. well. But um, if, if Lathan is a lone returner, and I think he had some really good moments last year. I know the the touchdown he gave up in the Peach Bowl is, is kind of in people's minds, but he had some good games as well. Um, and then Sonny's just like, how does that guy not play? How was how how a guy like Sonny Styles not on the field on every single meaningful snap? So if, if that's where they kind of start from, then there's room to, to work on everybody else. I think.
0: Yeah. I remember sort of feeling the same way about Kai Stokes last spring. And um, sometimes there's a, I'll just generalize a guy will have a great spring. It's easier. A lot of the you know personnel, the, the plays are simple. You get to show your natural athleticism. It's like, holy cow, this is going to be super easy. And this guy is going to be Malik hooker like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And and then you have to get into everything else that the physicality, the the wear and tear, the long grind of the year, the responsibilities that you have on and off the field. And it's like, well, then you hit one of those those walls. I, I don't know that that's what happened with Kai Stokes. I mean, he um, there were veteran players ahead of him and uh, the opportunities were not going to be the same. I don't know that anybody has like changed their tune about the potential that he brings. But you do look at the, the sort of logjam going into spring and that's what I because I I agree with you I think Sonny Styles is so unique and gifted as an athlete that role has to a role has to belong to him Lathan Ransom has shown there was a real stretch there around October where it's like okay this guy's got the highest ceiling of anybody in that secondary (laughs) it was inconsistent towards the end of the year I don't know if even some of that could still be lingering effects from the broken leg he probably shouldn't have been you know a normal person I guess (laughs) would not have been out there by that point the way he was uh, so then a healthy offseason, what that may mean for him. And then you're just trying to figure out the rest. And, and we've, uh, we're beating that dead horse. But like Kai Stokes doesn't immediately jump to mind anymore the way that he would have at the, at the end of spring camp last year. He,
1: he doesn't. And maybe that's, I think the the thing with Kai, like at the, at the time we were having those conversations about him, Lathan Ransom like was not front of mind at all. Cause he didn't participate in spring practice. I don't even think he was front of mind for Jim Knowles, but like, which is what right. Jim Knowles has said a couple of times. Uh, going back through through last season, so now that Lathan has played and played mostly well, and he's coming back, it does it changes the situation a little bit for for Kai. But that doesn't mean, I mean, they had they had what five safeties play a reasonable amount of snaps last year. I still think there's an opportunity for Kai to, to get into games and and play an important role for for the defense. And also too, like it's even though Lathan is returning and. I and, and you and I'm sure a lot of people feel really strongly about what Sonny Styles can be and will be. It does still feel like that Perry Ileana is operating from a blank slate here. Um, and I think he kind of went out of his way to say that a few times when, when we were talking to them a couple weeks ago. So mm-hmm. that leaves a door open for someone like Kai as well. Um, and, I, I, you know, we've, we've heard some stuff about how hard like Jim Knowles coached like, like Kai Stokes and the young guys last year. And I'm sure there were times that it was like really frustrating for for a player like that. But when we get to talk to those guys later in the spring, I, I am curious to, to ask them maybe what they got from that. If, if there were some struggles last year trying to learn this game and, and practice wasn't always going the way they wanted it to, and surely they weren't playing as much as they had hoped, especially a guy like Kai coming out of the spring. If he can channel all of that into a really good spring in, in his second year, um, I think it's still there for him to, to play and, and play a meaningful amount of snaps for this defense. Um, and, and I, I would hope that that would happen for, Everyone in this room, because this has this room has the chance to be, I think, the most competitive um, on Ohio State's roster um, in in the spring and in the offseason. There, there are more pro high profile battles, like quarterback, obviously being top on that list. But in terms of the the individual ceilings for all the players involved and and the competition to get on the field, I think this could be the most heated group.
0: You've you've watched uh, a fair amount of Jihad Carter on film and seen the positions that he played there for Syracuse, and then we had a chance to meet him for the first time on Friday mm-hmm. night. Uh, what do you make of this fit uh, for him?
1: He is, um, if you watch him play at Syracuse, like he, he can play the nickel, but he doesn't, if you like stand next to him, he doesn't look like a nickel. He's, he's a little bigger. Um, I, I tend to think of those guys as, as on the slider side, built almost more like cornerbacks than they are safeties. Um, but he is not built that way. So, uh, I'd have to say that I don't think he can do it at Ohio State because he did it in the ACC, and there's good passing offenses there, and he played reasonably well at that position. Um, I I love that he was basically a three-year starter, and over the course of those three years, I like, kind of did a different thing each year. He was in the box a lot as a true freshman. He was kind of split evenly between either of the deep safety positions as a sophomore, and then last year he, he played everywhere, but the majority of his snaps were, were in the slot. So um, I think that's probably what was enticing about him to Ohio State staff as well. Um, he's a physical player too. So, and, and if you look at like his, um, missed tackle percentages on like pro football focus, which is, it's probably not exactly accurate, but close enough that I'm willing to use it. Uh, he would have had the best missed tackle percentage among any of Ohio State safeties last year had, had he played for, for the Buckeyes. So, um, and obviously they need to get better on that end too. So, uh, I like him. I, I think it's, it's exactly the kind of, Transfer portal edition. Ohio State should look for. I was not super on alert for them to find a safety, but but now after the fact that they've gotten one and, and it's the profile of Jihad Carter, I think it makes sense.
0: Yeah, he he seemed pretty confident. Just again, that was a couple minutes that we got the first time we ever had to chat with him. But you know, he was dropping you know the BIA stuff into the conversation mm-hmm. right away, and that to me is probably a reminder that they're going into this offseason, both the safeties and the cornerbacks, being like thought we had a chance to get there a year ago and they did not. Yeah. And you know, Zach Bourne brought this up uh, on Monday at roosters where he thought that the cornerbacks were the unit that had the most to prove. I, I'm not going to disagree with him. I would just say that my vote would be for the safeties and for six or eight games or two thirds of a season, I I'd have to really sit down and determine the breaking point. But after the off date, for sure, I really thought that the safeties regressed and they were not a lot of the stuff that happened in on November 26th and on new year's Eve to me looked like it was falling on that, the shoulders of that group. And as, as I said from the start, I know that they have the potential to be a really, really good unit, but that's a, if they decide that's what they want to become, it is, that's going to be a player driven situation, Uh safety driven defense and player driven motivation. So if they, they're, Looking at that clearly from what happened at the end of the year and taking on that challenge, that's pretty significant. They know that they were not BIA last year, but if you if that's the way you're approaching off season workouts and going into spring ball, and you have that collection of talent to draw from, that could be pretty significant.
1: Yeah, I mean, they haven't been BIA for a few years. I mean, that they and like they they earned it. They earned the moniker when they kind of bestowed it upon themselves a couple of years ago. Um, <laughs> but they haven't they haven't been that since since 2019 since the. Jordan Fuller, Jeff Okuda, Damon Arnett group left. And they've been searching for that ever since. And I, if I look at the individuals, especially at safety, like I, I can see some difference makers there and, and think they can get back to that. But, but I'm, I'm with you. Like I, if anyone thinks it was the corners who, who kind of left the most to be desired, I I see that, but I also feel like that that group, by the end of the year, like kind of got it figured out and had a good Peach bowl. Um, and the safeties just kind of had a little bit of a decline there over a couple of games toward the end of the season. Um sort of the inverse of, of the cornerbacks, I think. Cornerbacks started poorly and kind of figured it out. Safety started really well, and then it got away from them a little bit towards the end of the season. So um, both groups need, need to step up, but I I would put it more, I think, on, on the safeties at this point with what we know about how last season ended.
0: Yep, that challenge for them. Obviously in the middle of winter workouts right now, off-season conditioning, and then they'll be back on the field in three weeks, uh, which is welcome news from us. We'll have a lot more to talk about, and it won't just be projections. That's the best Valentine's gift that we can have at the podcast daily. He's Bill Landis. I'm Austin Ward. Thanks for joining us. We will talk to you again tomorrow.